There's no time to lose. This is the long episode. It's the desert. Well, part one. Part one of many. Uh, I don't know that we'll go... No, or this is going to be pretty long, probably. Uh, hi, it's Hero's Path. Uh, I made it to the desert. And I did a bunch of stuff. End of podcast. So get to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's hot in the desert. Uh, so I put on my lobster shirt. Uh, if you did not have a lobster shirt then you have to like devise an alternate solution because the game has not provided you with like a specific way to counteract the weather in this area yet this completes it out so like each area kind of has its own like clothing sort of right um in that the zora area has are, are you yeah. using the zora area I'm using the zora area has the zora clothing which doesn't really help you tra- it helps you traverse it but not immediately sure there's the Elden it, it Fire. It lets you go up waterfalls. Yeah, and, so it, and you have to go up a waterfall to get to something, don't you? You don't have to. You can go the long way around. Oh, I'm no, no, no. Sure. That's a bonus after you're done with stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Elden region has the fireproof clothing, so you don't catch on mm-hmm. fire. Uh, the Heber region has the warm weather clothing, which you would need for about 30 seconds. Uh, and I definitely never got my first playthrough. Uh, and here we're going to get some cool clothing that keeps you cool. But I don't have that yet, so I wore a lobster shirt. Now you know that you can carry an ice weapon around and it'll work just as well, right? And there's like fireproof potions, or like uh, heat potions and food sure, stuff sure. and stuff like that. So yeah, Those you got, cooling potions. Uh, but a uh, lobster shirt. Oh yeah, the cutest. It's a, it's a great shirt. It's such an understated good thing. Wind Waker's cool. We should do a Wind Waker I, podcast. I have a lobster stencil, and I had a lobster shirt for some period of time in high school. I don't know if I could pull it off today. But if you're listening to this and you want a lobster shirt, write into the podcast. Podcast at gmail.com. That's and right. I'll see what I can do. That's right. We got that. No, it was just not taken. Weird. Okay, so I followed the, like, the, the road... Which is not really a road; it's just kind of a roughly huge, like not even it's it's a it's a trail mm-hmm. through the desert. Uh, you can't take horses into the desert; they won't go this way. They hate sand. They just it, you know gets everywhere. Yeah. So I made it to Karakara or Karakara Bazaar, uh, which is like a trade outpost surrounding an oasis that's on its way to Gerudo Town itself. It's a cute little zone, cute little village. It is cute. I got the cutscene of Vodnaboris uh, when I walked into here, uh, which is just a big old camel mech that's happily stomping around the desert doing its thing. Yeah, it's not as bad as uh, Vameto, but it's another thing where you're like, how is this menacing people? It's just over there stomping. It, it definitely, Does anyone even want to go over there? It looks threatening because there's a big sandstorm and lightning and stuff. So in that, it's more threatening than Vameto, which was just mm-hmm. flying innocently in the sky. Yeah. Had they just shown Vaumetto, like, shooting lasers, that would have solved the problem a lot. Yes. Shoot, uh, or see see one guy fall out of the sky, like, oh, that was bad, instead yeah. of everyone just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, there's a memory here, uh, which I ignored, but I think this is the last one that I haven't run past yet, so now, uh, at some point, I gotta... That is wild that you've walked past all of them. I think I've walked past all of them. Maybe. Maybe there's a I few I just know of true. that I didn't actually make it in 
the vicinity of, but I'm not sure. Uh, we got to do an episode where I just watch all those here soon. Um, That'll be fun. But I'm stuck in the dirt or stuck in the sand, so we got to keep doing that for a little minute. Uh, what else is going on here? There was a Rito guy named Guy. He has a side quest where he wants you to make him potions to stay cool, which just will teach you how to survive in the desert if you don't have a lobster shirt. There's a different guy that gives you a shrine quest about a nearby shrine that I ignored. There's a tailor Gerudo lady named Ronson here mm. who is bemoaning her lack of like work and romance options in her life. But we know that at Terrytown, they're looking for such a person as a tailor. And they're looking for such a person as a tailor whose name ends in Sun. Mm. So we tip her off to this, and then she gets to leave, and it plays the cool jingle. Huh. So, wait. Have you done all the other Terrytown people? No. I've still got, I think, two more Terrytown things to do. But don't you have to recruit them in a certain order? Yeah, but she's earlier okay. in the order than you're thinking. I guess, yeah. Because it's... It's her and then the bird guy and then the and Zora then the Zora, guy, right? yeah. Okay. And I think the Zora guy's the last one. So I so that's another thing I could just go finish right now and we could talk about. But I'd not do that yet because I had too many other things going on in this episode. Uh we're in Gerudo territory. The Gerudo mm. live here. These are the famous characters of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh they haven't appeared in anything else? They show up in Four Swords Adventure. Oh. And that I counts. think that's it. Uh, they're also in Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, cool. In Cadence of Hyrule, they are, it's just decided that they're like machinists or. Um, okay. What's the other word? Artificers. Cool. They have a bunch of gears going on. Uh, and one of them has a mechanical hand, I yeah. think. All right. I love a good mechanical hand. But in all games. The Gerudo's thing is that they're all women. Yeah. So Ocarina of Time establishes that there's this like Amazon desert race that are very, at varying times uncomfortably like Middle Eastern themed in ways that's a little eh, but you know, you got to take the fantasy lumps where you get them, I guess. And it's all women except for like one guy every hundred years or so. Right. Who ends up being Ganon every time, which... Well, is that... What do you mean? Or, okay, this gets really confusing. It's Ganon in Ocarina of Time is the is the latest guy. Yes. And... I, I don't know that we've ever heard of... Is is it in Four Swords Adventures? Is it Ganondorf again? Four Swords Adventure ruins everything by making it another Ganondorf. <laughs> and this is all done entirely off screen. <sighs> and it's a miserable four swords adventure i love four swords adventure i think it's delightful i think it needed to be non-canon i think if they were going to axe one from their massive like maximalist timeline document they needed to axe that one because it just ruins everything by every choice it makes uh, well i i th i don't think though that like we're meant to understand that the male gerudo child that's born every hundred years is always ganondorf right? no 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 it just it's just the, that the only ones we've seen so far 
the only ones you're concerned and about in a game. Also, yeah, Breath of the Wild kind of feels like it is retconning even the the idea that they have a male child every hundred yeah, years. Yeah, that hasn't come up at all in any of the Gerudo stuff I've seen so far. So I'm, you know, part one of question mark parts of messing around in the Gerudo area. So I'm kind of just dipping my toes in the first time of what Breath of the Wild considers to be like the central tenets of their society or whatever. And that hasn't come up at all yet. So maybe that's just something they don't even talk about. Yes. There's a lot more to go on about the Gerudo um but how much do we want to get into i just wanted to really briefly talk about their design because it's they you know in their original incarnation they kind of just you know it was it was an n64 model where they kind of made it vaguely the same same shape as any of their other like humanoid people but when they were designing like silhouettes of characters in this game they made them huge uh-huh. First and foremost, they, they they leaned into the Amazon thing really hard, just made them huge Quite. and muscular. Um, and they gave them the they they uh, made their legs longer and their torso shorter, mm-hmm. which makes them the opposite of the of the uh, the Zora, who have the longer torsos and the shorter legs. So if you look uh-huh. at like uh, uh, Urbosa standing next to. Um, 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 uh, Mifa? Mifa. like their proportions are way different and they did that on purpose to kind of just make them more visually distinct from each other i see uh so that mm. that was kind of just wanted to talk about they they gave them a fa- they hadn't shown up in a game in a decade and they gave them a really cool look yeah that's all i wanted to bring up we're, we're gonna get deep into the gerudo stuff as we find more of it uh yes. because there's a lot out here I feel like they're afforded a little bit more, like, lore than maybe some of the other ones. Yes, the writers were having a lot of fun over here. They really were. Uh, okay, I think that's good for the moment. I think. What do you think? How do you feel? Let's, let's, let's stay, let's... I, I, I really want to talk about a bunch of other things, but okay. we'll, we'll, have, we'll have more time. Do my quarter, halfway through, halfway, one-fourth through the podcast check-in. You think this is one quarter of the way through? Uh, what's the time, Mark? <laughs> okay, uh, the big thing that's going on here is that there is a traitor here. His boss went over to Gerudo Town. So the traitor is uh, Hylian. Hylian, yeah. The okay. There's all sorts of different people chilling at Karakar Bazaar. It's just like anybody can come here. And you go to Gerudo Town, and you find out, you find the guy's boss, and you find the guards, and you talk to people outside of Gerudo Town, and you find out that Gerudo Town does not allow men to enter the town itself. They can be outside the town, they can go to the bazaar, but the the t- Gerudo Town itself is women only. They have their own language, I don't, we can't get too, too deep in language, but they have their own, like, language in the game and it's vo that's the main thing i want to talk about oh can we save it for another episode i know that's what i mean okay but there's vo and vi are the the men and women and so they make a big deal out of it and it's fun and link can't pronounce the v yes 
this uh. is we don't hear him saying anything but one of the guards says you're not pronouncing it right you have to do your lips like this yes and so we're finding out that the gerudo language has the v sound that link's language doesn't or it does holy cow link is not the smartest guy at least my link that i'm playing in this video game <laughs> Uh, okay, so they won't let you in. If you try and climb the, the wall, they catch you and throw you out. The trader's boss, you can run into him, and he's got a lead. He's like, okay, there's a guy back at Karakara Bazaar, or he says there's a guy somewhere between here and Karakara Bazaar that has a way of getting into town. Uh, you go back to the bazaar, and we meet a character named Vilya, who will sell us a set of Gerudo clothing. Mm-hmm to allow Link to pass as a Gerudo woman so that he can enter Gerudo City. This interaction is tricky to talk about without sounding like I'm going to put my foot in my mouth to talk about. Um, because Vilia is a... I was using gender nonconforming person. I'm just making sure that tracks in my head. Because Vilia is a gender nonconforming person and... It is played up in a way that can be seen as being for laughs, mm -hmm. in a way that uh, a very, you know, conservative, traditional kind of story will do from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I know at least a few trans authors that I've read have felt have felt that way about this scene, so I don't want to, like, you know, downplay that this kind of portrayal of a a male-looking person in women's clothing uh, can often not feel good if you're... Well, people people have been hurt by it, yeah, so it's hurtful. Been... Yeah, this, this, this can be a very hurtful thing. Yes. Um, the scene kind of plays it both ways. When I, when I got to this scene, it was at night, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it really seemed, <laughs> in my first playthrough... To be playing it much more seriously than it looks if you're doing it in broad daylight, which is so strange. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, people who t took it as a joke, an offensive joke, uh, that's a totally legitimate way of seeing it. Um, and I, whose opinion you, no one is ever required to care about or find legitimate um i thought that the fact that there was a uh a gender non-conforming person in this game and uh, a person who has this kind of ambiguity about them i think it's interesting which is something uh well we've put that that to bed we've oh, said everything that can be said about that and we can move on, right? Yes. So you're down 600 rupees, but you're up. I'm the up. Clothes. Some, the clothes. So you get this Gerudo outfit uh, that rules. It's really good. It lets you pass into Gerudo City, no problem. I was going to say you could dye it, but you can dye any of the clothing. So that's not mm -hmm. a unique property. I just forget that you can dye clothing, but a lady in Gerudo City brought it up. People are big, big fan of Link's look in this outfit. And honestly, yes. yeah, it's a good look. It's good. It's one of those things that uh, even before the game came out, I know people were... I mean, and, and in other Zelda games too, Link presents androgynous in a lot of games. Sure. 
And uh, I know people were looking at this link going, oh, yeah, like they went real androgynous with this. And then they leaned into it with this giving him this outfit that he can pass as somebody the Gerda would let in the city. It's all good. I like I like yeah. this. Is, it's a good outfit. It also magically lets you not deal with the heat because it's so breezy. I guess I forget. I think they explained why, but I've forgotten. Vilia says that it'll help you with it because it's it breathes. Yeah, it's good fabric. Uh, yeah. so then you get to get into Gerudo Town, and there's a ton of stuff here. It's so wait, wait. The Rito Village doesn't have this much stuff, right? No, Rito Village doesn't have this much stuff, and what it does have is more spread out. Oh no, Zora, Rita Village. Yeah, Rita Village has nothing. Zora Village Zora, is the one of Yeah. Zora <sighs> Zora doesn't have as much of this and it's more spread out. Goron Village doesn't have this much stuff. No. Gerudo Village is like extra. It is a Jeez. busy, bustling trade city. It's great. That's so wild. I'm gonna do we're gonna be spending a lot of time here in the next couple episodes, so I'm just gonna do a quick bullet points version of everything that's okay. here. Uh, oh, outside is Dako Chisei Shrine, which is a big electrical grid puzzle. Oh, yeah. And it has all those, like, chambers that you open to get more boxes. Am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had forgotten much of the these puzzle elements, so getting back into this and doing fun electrical grid puzzle stuff is a really good time. Mm. Uh, we've talked about that. We've talked about how fun the electricity is in this game. Yes. They have sand seals. That's Which is almost thing. a thing too far. There's so much going on here. And then there's sand seals. So yeah, in the desert you can't have horses, but you can ride sand seals by like... You don't really uh, ride them, you drive them. You drive a sand seal. You like windsurf off of a seal that is like swimming through the dunes and you ride a shield to like... It's amazing. I, it's, 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 it's a really, lot. It's really good, but it's like... <laughs> How much world building can you have in one quadrant of the map? Yeah. Uh, maybe because, like, so much of it is desert, they had to, like, instead of strew, like, like having all these different things, like, strewn about the area, they had to dump it all into one central spot. That's true, yeah. Maybe that's, it's just dense because of that. And because they, it's it's dense in this one spot because of that, and because the desert is so sparse, they have to come up with a means of traversing the desert that is fast yeah so they're gonna take away your horse they need to, that... yeah they need to give you something else although like we we were talking about how in hidalgo which if we are to believe that that movie is factual horses can run across sand if they let you have your horse in the desert would there like can you see a problem with that just imagining going over we the haven't got with your horse? we have not gotten to the subject of moldugas yet but maybe it has something to do with the molduga boss fights is my first interesting in inclination okay but we'll see interesting yeah yeah uh okay we'll, we will get back to sand seals there's a whole lot more to do with them yes uh, there are an obscene number of shops yes more than i felt i could adequately write down honestly uh maybe i'll write it down in another episode but there's just a lot of shops there's the sorts of stuff. meat stall there's the jewelry shop there's the Shop where you can get other Gerudo clothes that are, like, different colors than the one you should get by default, right? Maybe. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I don't know, but they definitely were selling other colors. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, there is the secret shop, which you probably didn't get to yet. Not yet. I don't know. I, I've never been to the secret shop. I know it's there, but I've never been. I'm excited to go check There's it out. There's the a bar. <gasps> There's a really cool bar. It's like an actual bar. It's great. And then There's there the... is like the cooking school and the boy hunting school. Right. And a There's lot a of residences. A lot of residences. And they're all very well designed. All the, des- all the little... Because so much of the game is, like, terrain, you don't really pay attention to much of, like, the indoor design. But the indoor design in this game's good. It's very good. And, like, comparing it to Rito Village, where you don't really have rooms with walls. No. Because there's walls in Gerudo Town, um, people have, like, possessions. There's stuff. There's all all sorts of shelves and nooks and all sorts of stuff. It feels very lived in. It's good. It's... The heat map of, uh, <laughs> of the developer's like intention on this world has an extremely bright white hot spot in this town that is unmatched by any other zone in the game. Yeah. Uh. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the the goddess statue and uh, the lady nearby because okay. we want to talk about this. There's a goddess statue. Every town, town has to have a goddess statue, of course. Has to. But, but they don't worship the goddess around here. They don't care about the goddess Hylia, these Gerudo ladies, because they have a separate culture from the rest of the game, and isn't that cool? We'll get more They've got that. their own pantheon that we'll meet, sort of, at some point. Oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot even about that. We're so lucky yeah. to have this game. Um <laughs> But so you have a goddess statue so that you can get your you can trade in your orbs for stats. And there is a lady. Do we have the lady's name? I don't have it in front of me, but I'll okay. find it. Um, uh, Muava. Name. Okay. Muava is just one of the best characters in the game. She's good. She immediately knows that Link is a Vo and not a Vi. Do I have that right? Correct. She... The thing is, refresh my memory. Are there elderly Hylians in this game? They're not given different models. Okay. So, like, all the all the Hylian models, all the adult Hylian models are just differentiated by the different faces. Okay. Uh, that are secretly Mies, which is a thing we haven't talked about on this podcast yet. I we don't can't think. get into that. Delete. Cannot. Delete. <laughs> But the Gerudo have, like, a model there that's, are... like, an adult and then an elderly yeah. Gerudo model. And and kids. Right. But I think most of the kids' models of the different races, you could probably, like, it's all the same skeleton. Oh, probably. I think it's um, all the same but skeleton. But, like, the, among the Gorons, we have, I think we have a couple of old Gorons. Yes. I don't think we have any elderly Rito. Just the, just the, the village chief. The village He's the only chief. one. Everybody else has the same like model. And the Zora, you have a. Uh, There's old Zora, M- old Mizu, and the guy that we're going to take to Terrytown, whose name right. I don't remember. I think Rhodes they share. I think they share a model. Could be, but like, be, because of because there's I guess several elderly Gerudo in the game. They the their culture seems to have like a place, even if it's sitting on the street. 
um, for the elderly that the other cult, like it's just the culture is deeper because there are old people. Yeah. You don't see a lot of, you know, because Zora are long lived, you don't see a lot of older Zora people. Oh, that's right. They're all old. They're, they're old, but they don't age. They're like elves. Uh, and then Goron are weird because maybe they're short lived. It's hard to tell the, you know, the, we go to Goron City in this game, but we're not afforded nearly as much Goron lore as we are with the No, Gordo. and I think that's for the best. <laughs> probably. You're probably correct. I, I think that the Goron being cartoonish, just showing up out of nowhere, being inexplicable, is very effective. Yeah. When it's localized to the Gorons, and the Gerudo being so much, you know, deep and well-realized works for the Gerudo. Yeah. Muava can tell that you're a man. She doesn't care. She says, hang out and talk to me. And she says, uh, nobody cares about the goddess, just like nobody really cares about me. Um, I used to, like, have a lot of boyfriends. I went around and got around, uh, but I've left that all behind me. And Link is kind of like, oh, sorry, geez. But she's like, I don't care. Like, she has this really interesting outlook on life that, like, well, she's she used to be young and now she's old. And uh, there you go. Yeah. And so she's there and she is att- attending to the goddess statue because she's like, nobody else cares about the goddess anymore. But I still kind of care. Hmm. And seemingly only kind of. I don't know. You get a little bit differential. No, I think it's like. She she views people don't pay much attention to her, so she has kind of allied herself with yeah. this other thing that uh, people don't pay attention to. Yes, and it's yeah. not like she has this religious reverence for the statue. She just feels like this is her place. Yeah, this abandoned alleyway. It's cool. She's very fully realized in a way that a lot yes. of these other characters in the game are not. Oh, for for serious. It's also worth noting that Gerudo town in this game is so dense but it also has an abandoned alleyway where this woman can hang out unnoticed by anyone yep that's how much that's how good a town we're dealing with it's very good i'll forgive them not doing it in a canyon because this town is so good speaking of gorons it is understood that gorons are all male maybe (laughs) <laughs> but they can get into the town for some reason. And the Gorons who are in the town, I think, comment on this. Yeah, one of them is definitely like, I don't really know why, but they let me in here, so that's okay. Yeah. I think it's more because their gender is just like a don't care option. Yeah. That's not something that plays into the Goron like thought frame of mind at all. Right, right. So... At some at some point, somebody made a judgment call among the Gerudo chiefs, and you know it's better this way. Well, I was about to say, if one of these Gorons comes up, you're not going to ask any questions because they're huge rock people. But actually, the guards in Gerudo Town could probably take out a bunch of Gorons because they're such killing machines. So and Gorons are kind of softies, like they're not not yeah. literally, but kind of like, you know. You could beat you could beat up a Gerudo, or beat up mm. a Goron. 
but yeah so they're here i forget he's selling something or something i think another one shows up later too but oh okay that'll i remember there being more than one i only saw one but i might have missed it all right there's a million side quests i'm not going to talk about the side quests yet we'll save that for a different episode yeah especially considering probably a lot of the side quests i haven't even unlocked yet but the main quest okay we got to get back to the the center on the axis of symmetry you go straight up into the town hall, into the palace of Riju. Yeah, Riju's here. She's cool. So she she's, is cool. She's genuinely cool. She's a cool character. I think we ranked her pretty high on the ranking. Of... No, we haven't done the ranking yet. Oh, we got to do. Said after... we would do the ranking. Okay, she's going to be pretty high on the ranking, but we can't do it yet because we still have one more champion to meet. Yes. Um, so she's the the, the latest chief of the Gerudo. The, the thing is, is her mother passed away a few years ago, and so she was kind of thrust into a leadership position at a young age. She's like 13 or something? I think the, the Making a Champion book says she's 12. Okay. But they also say that, like, Gerudo age at, at a faster rate, so. But she's still visibly, like, a child. Yeah. And is into a bunch of childlike things, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, her full name. Oh, so I went and read her diary, even though I'm not supposed to be able to get in there yet, but... Ah. I'm, I'm sneaky and her full name is makila riju riju's last name interesting or unless she's like a uh uh they gerudo might have the surname first like uh the bajorans uh yes uh, or the uh tarangalila or any number of real world cultures that we don't <laughs> decide to yeah notice. but i've been thinking about star trek lately so i got i got the bajorans on my mind again Bajora's mask. <laughs> uh, okay, so like a lot of the other people in charge of the various places you go, she notices the Sheikah slate and puts together who you are pretty quickly. Um, and does her bodyguard notice that you are a man? Yes. In the conversation while you're having with Riju, she's like, hey, wait a second. And Riju's like, just chill. Just chill. Uh, her aide is named uh, Buliara. Buliara. She's like the captain of the guard. Or no, she's not the captain of the guard. There's somebody else who's the captain of guard. No, she's she's the guard. royal bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, Richie's like, just chill. Just chill. It's fine. I'm going to have this guy help us because I bet he can help me fix the Divine Beast situation because he's the guy. Yes. And Buliara's like, nah, 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 nah. He has to prove himself first. You need to give him a quest. <laughs> and so they give him the quest to go retrieve the Thunder Helm. Which is this weird relic of the Gerudo uh, that has been stolen by the Iga clan, famous of bugging me on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've camped out in Carusa Valley, which is kind of I remember. Shoot. I'm trying to remember, actually. Well, no, I'm thinking about that location, which we aren't there yet. So let's talk about... um, Oh, this is our chance to talk about the Iga clan, finally. Let's talk about the Iga clan. So they are a group of ninjas that are an offshoot of the Sheikah. Yes. They... They're Sheikah who are sympathetic to Ganon for some reason. They're like... There's there's a weird backstory to the game that's not really brought up in the game's text very much about how... Like, 10,000 years ago is when, that's like one of the main dates 
involved in the game's backstory. And 10,000 uh, years ago is when they sealed Calamity Ganon, right? And yes. they used, they created all the Divine Beasts and the Guardians and did all that. And were successful at getting rid of Calamity Ganon forever until the events of this game. Until the um, events of 100 years before this game. Correct. And after that, there's some stuff in creating a champion that I don't know is textual in this game about how, like, the rulers of Hyrule kind of looked at the Sheikah with all their tech and were like, hey, you guys are kind of a threat, so you guys need to cut it out and get rid of all your tech. And so you have the Sheikah at the time kind of splinter into different groups, and you've got the Sheikah that, like, retired to Kakariko and just kind of became peaceful and, like, hidden away. And then you have, like, the resentful Sheikah that decided to turn their masks upside down and become the Iga. And that's these guys. So are they sympathetic to Ganon? Or yes. Or they, do they just hate you? They're sympathetic to Ganon, but they're not, like, Ganon's thralls or whatever. They just hate you and will do whatever Ganon asks them to. I see. Uh, um, They are a good addition they're to great. the lore. They are going to show up in more games. Definitely. Because Absolutely. they are... They have a great visual style. They're these cool ninjas. They're also the very big ones with the big swords. Uh, they stupidly love bananas. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> and they have their master, who is a funny villain. He's great. We'll get to we'll fight him in a minute. everything you need. So, like, you haven't seen the last of these guys. And it's good in Breath of the Wild especially to have this humanoid villain to fight. Yes. You're fighting all these monstrous races, these goblins, these whatever, and like getting to fight just some dudes that end up being some ninjas is a really good addition. Mm -hmm. So very, very happy with them in this game. I think we'll, we're pretty sure they're going to be in the second game. So look forward to that. But their hideout is here. Uh, it doesn't have a name. It's just kind of Ega Clan hideout. Yeah, yeah. The approach is really good because you kind of go up this valley and there's a bunch of those, um, there's like flags and a bunch of those little travelers statues with their little frog statues that have an offering bowl. But okay. they have the Iga clan symbol, which is just an upside down version of the Sheikah symbol. Yeah. So they don't want apples. They want bananas. I have so never put that together. Oh, <gasps> Really? Yeah! So there are Koroks to get here? Yes! That means the Koroks are, like, abiding by what the Iga have done and been like, no, 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 that's an Iga one. Don't put an apple there. Put a banana there. And then they show up. Wow. It's really good. It's really good. That's very good. The The Koroks just, they're like, hey, look, we're just here to... I'm, I, I have a rule. I'm going to abide by my rule. The You have to enter this uh, hideout through by like finding a cave entrance at the bottom yeah. of a canyon i tried to because you can do whatever you want in this game i yes. tried to go around oh uh, the first time and so like i just went on top to the marker and so okay. i end up in just this canyon area um i don't think it puts the marker on top of the um the like arena where you're gonna fight koga it puts it directly on top of the hideout 
which oh, I gotcha. at surface level is just canyon. And so I thought that, well, I was I was frustrated for a moment. You have to actually go up the canyon into a cool cave, into a friggin' like dungeon, like yeah. a level, like yeah. a place underground where you go from room to room. Yes. And you roll perception checks and there stealth are like dis- checks. Discrete areas with different like room layouts and stuff. So the What game am I playing? Yeah, right? Uh so this is like the the Creating a Champion book spelled it out and then afterwards I realized, oh yeah, totally. Uh, this is a Gerardo ruin that they've just taken over. Like mm-hmm. there was an archaeological dig at this ruin that they just showed up and kicked people out and just made it their hideout. So it's got the big, like, Gerudo warrior statues and stuff. Yes, you have a motif of, like, an octagon of uh, goddess statues. And this is a really good dungeon thing where each, like, entryway that goes off from that central octagonal area is blocked by a big flag. And you have to burn the flags mm-hmm. and guess at which one is the right entrance. Yeah. And then sometimes it won't be the entrance and there'll be some monsters behind it. Ah! And sometimes there'll be, like, treasure. Like in a dungeon. It's really good. You get through that and then you get into the actual, like, level, level, level part. Mm-hmm. Uh, such that, like, from this point on, the game will not let you save. It Why does, like, is that? It does, like, because now you're in a sneaking mission, the game is like, no, 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 you're not going to cheese your way through this. You have to do this level. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. In a way that the game does not do, like, hardly anywhere else that I can even think of. Well, it's, um, I guess it's the, uh, it's continuing the tradition of stealth sequences that I guess began with the Hyrule Castle in Ocarina of Time. Was there one before that? No. Not in that way. Um, but so Ocarina of Time, the Hyrule Castle, Majora's Mask, the Pirate's Lair, Pirate's Fortress. Where else? Well, Wind Waker gets into it a little bit, but that just becomes more ingrained in the main mechanics. Right, right. And then probably uh, other Zelda games, but I'm not going to. That's too much work to think about it. Okay, I'll stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking. Skyward Sword has a good discrete level like that. This feels like a Skyward Sword area. Oh, yeah? In some ways, but, like, way better because the mechanics are way better. Mm. Uh, There's a Gerudo in a cell who will, like, explain, like, what's going on. She's like, yeah, don't get caught. I got caught. Bad idea. I try and get out, but all I figured out is that these guys really like bananas. And so you have to sneak through a series of rooms around a bunch of guards and if they catch you like it starts a fight and they will take you out there you cannot fight these guys off uh yeah they will one hit ko you and then it just brings you back to the beginning of the segment where it's auto saved yeah and you know what the first time i did this it was very hard and i was frustrated i appreciate now how cool it is but um it is hard and it's like a real left turn in terms of what game you're playing so i've got a really fun story about so the first time i played it yeah it was kind of felt kind of the same way it was like oh, it was a little frustrating but i get what they're going for um this time that i played it uh, i have a very funny story where i got to the last room i got all the way through the whole thing and in the last room there is it's like 
where Koga sleeps. There's like a bed. It's like a throne room slash like sure. bedroom. Yeah. And it seems like it's a dead end, but there are chests buried in the sand around the like dais. And you can magnesis those up, and then once you start magnesing magnesising those up, you notice that one of the walls is magnetic and you can manipulate it and that leads you to the end of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh as I am magnesising these chests out from the ground, I stumble upon a quirk in the way my fingers move while playing this game that has what? thus far not been a problem but presented me with a problem what? i keep accidentally whistling sometimes somehow when i try and like disengage oh. from like using a tablet spell i will hit the whistle button on accident uh and so i definitely whistled in this last room as i was trying to do magnesis and summoned all of the guards <laughs> Uh, so I had to do the whole segment again, but I wasn't mad so much as I was just like, well, I did bring this upon myself. <laughs> yeah, this whole segment's uh, cute. There's like bananas in key locations that you can drop down to get guards to yeah do their cute little animation where they go over to investigate it. It's all very cute. There's the secret room with a zillion bananas yes i have so many bananas now it's great uh there is a chest in a very difficult to reach place there are there's plenty of like extra gems and stuff to encourage you to be too risky um but my strategy more recently has been to get this over with because it's not as fun as riding around on a horse. I also, <laughs> the first time I went into the here was fooled by the apparent dead end in the final room. Oh no. Because like the, the, the way the stelting around the like main room works is it's difficult to tell if you have, if you've missed a, a different hallway, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I I got to that room and I was like, well, I'm not supposed to be here. I turn around and left. Oh no! Got caught. Um, and the the door that is magnetic on one side so that you can push it open and go out the back door, uh, but it's not magnetic on the other side, uh, is not a trick that they use anywhere else in the game. And whenever the game does a one-off thing like that then you can say that the game isn't playing fair. I think it's That's fair. a little tip for people who review video games. If it does something interesting that you weren't expecting, say that it's unfair. <laughs> no, I think this is fair. The game is definitely done like, we're going to leave you Magnesis clues in the area to yeah. convince you to turn on Magnesis to see something that you wouldn't have normally seen. A Although sight, I, I, may, I think I was afraid that yanking a chest out of the sand with magnesis would make a noise that would summon a guard i see yeah anyway uh, you so get out panel, the back yeah it leads to outside which i assume you just can't go to the spot to have this boss fight you probably have. To i did do that i found this zone with like a big hole i'm like this looks important but there's nobody here 
Aha. And then I went around and I did the inside of the dungeon. And only by passing all the way through the dungeon does Koga know you're there, I guess. So that he comes, he appears now to fight you. It's Master Koga. Master Koga. Uh, he's delighted that the guy he's been trying to catch, like, walked into his napping spot. Mm. Uh, and we get a boss battle. Like an actual boss battle. It's like great. A, 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 a guy that there's only one of in the game that you have yeah. to fight to progress. Like, I don't think the DLC has a second rematch fight with this guy. Probably not. Uh, no, I think that he dies at the end of this. Great. Because, you know, after you kill him, all his followers are going to say that they're avenging the death of their master. Oh, that's right. Uh, It's pretty easy. He does the thing where he's well he has magic he has like sheikah slate magic oh yeah which yeah is, which is unremarked upon but i think it's like hang on wait a second nobody in this game is doing sheikah slate stuff except like m- maybe the phantom ganons sort well of. he's like doing mudra and stuff with his hands right yes so he's he doesn't have sheikah slate magic he has sheikah or yiga magic uh, ninja magic like we see um, Impa use in yeah Age, Age of Calamity yeah uh, I gotta get to that game that'll explain it'll answer so many questions I have <laughs> yeah he's got like magic he summons bombs and then you can like shoot arrows at him at opportune times to make him drop the bombs on himself in a very yeah. comical way uh, it's easy it's fun I, I my note here says that Koga is just Punchinello. Yeah. That's a very apt analogy because uh, Punchinello in Super Mario RPG is a boss who comes out of nowhere, has nothing to do with anything. Uh-huh. Uh, which I guess Koga is related to other parts of the plot, so it's not a perfect analogy. But he is a big um, pear-shaped dope, and he ends up uh, destroying himself by summoning too powerful a spell. Too powerful of a bomb spell. Oh yeah, it's a bomb in both cases. Uh-huh. And there Same you character. go. Same guy. He's good. I know there's a ton of him in the in the in the Muso game, so he's in that game a lot, so I look forward to playing more of that and seeing more of the guy. And is it him in the Muso game or is it like his predecessor? You know, that's a great question that I will answer to you okay. in 12 weeks from now. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I have I have that same question. Uh, that's it. I went back into the fortress because I forgot to take a photo of a Blade Master on the successful run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're all gone. So, well. Uh, I'm a little SOL there. Hopefully one will attack you while you're walking around trying to do something else. They do come attack you eventually, right? Yeah. Like they get upgraded at a certain point. They just show up. Okay. Cool. That's that's a good thing. I like this. Well, I don't like it when they just show up, but you need it. I need it. For uh, your precious 100%. I gotta get that 100%. Uh, oh, I got a chest that had the Thunder Helm in it. I gotta bring that back to Riju, and then we gotta go... We have an appointment with the Divine Beast. 